Another day is here, and you're ready for it. What to wear? Check. Breakfast, lunch, and dinner? Check. Planning for what's next and how to save for it? That's where Bank of America can help. For your financial to-dos, Bank of America has experts ready to help get you closer to your goals. Get started at one of our local financial centers or 24-7 in our mobile banking app. Find a location near you at bankofamerica.com slash talk to us. What would you like the power to do? Mobile banking requires downloading the app and is only available for select devices. Message and data rates may apply. Bank of America and a member FDSE. When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. Hey, Geekscapists, welcome to our brand new Geekscape podcast. I'm Jonathan London, your host, and we've got a great show for you. Uh, our friend Christina was going to join us, um, and she actually fell sick there at the last minute. It's not COVID. She, uh, we know what's going on. It's not COVID. Um, she actually was going to go uh, battle black. Uh, what's his name? Kirsten? Kyrgyzstan? <laughs> this this Wookiee that we've got in the uh, new Boba Fett series that we first met here on the show when we were talking about the Darth Vader comic book series. Uh, we'll talk a little bit about the new book of Boba Fett episode three. We're going to be talking a little bit about that new Peacemaker show on HBO Max. We're going to be talking about a whole lot of geeky stuff on this episode of Geekscape. So I'm really glad you're there. Katie's going to be uh, joining us. And we're going to be joined now by my good friend Garrett Briones, who, if you are a subscriber to the Geekscape YouTube channel, which you should be, uh, he did a fantastic video on the Matrix. Um, so go check it out. Um, not right now. No, no. You stay right there and you watch this if you're watching live on YouTube, Twitch, or Facebook. Stay right where you are. Um, but check that video out later. You really should be subscribing to the Geekscape TV YouTube page. If you are a subscriber to the podcast, I'm going to take a moment real quick to tell you to go ahead and uh, pat yourself on the back because um, just found out today um, we are number 47 in film interview podcasts and the numbers could not be uh, any better right now. When I first started Geekscape 15 years ago, it was really easy to get great numbers up on the charts. It was, you know, there weren't a whole lot of podcasts, but now in 2022, everybody listening to the show has a podcast. Um and to be able to like climb the charts and gather numbers and get people in on the Geekscape, the mainstream show is just awesome. So uh, I found out today that we are at number 47 on film interview podcasts. Um, that means a lot to me. That's Those are the episodes I really enjoy the most. Not that I don't enjoy the news and reviews episodes of the episodes with Ian. We have those coming up. But um, I do like meeting filmmakers and I do like meeting storytellers and finding out why they tell stories. So if you missed last week's episode with the producers of uh, Werner Herzog's Grizzly Man, please go watch that episode or go listen to that episode because I thought it was a great episode and the numbers like reflect it. We had great numbers on that one. Uh, but this episode you're about to get, this one right here is like the episodes that started it all. Some news, some reviews, telling you about some movies, video games, and comics maybe you've never heard about. And you're like, oh, I should be watching that TV show that I heard about on Geekscape. Don't worry. We got your back. We've had your back for a long time, 15 years, and we're going to keep having your back. So with that, I'd like to also show you video streamers who are watching this our brand new opening credits. Let's roll it.
Hey, welcome to Brand New Geekscape. I'm Jonathan. I just said that in the theme song. And yes, we are your 47th ranked in the U.S. film interview podcast. But that's not all we do. We talk movies, video games, comic books, all that good stuff. And we're going to be talking that on the show today. So, um, you know, I let one of my producers know, hey, we're 47th in the U.S. right now. And he said, let's get you to 30. So we can only do that with your help, Geekscape. If you're listening to this right now, write us a review, whatever podcatcher you're on um and uh hit a share button send it to your friends and be like you should be listening to this podcast it's awesome uh maybe we'll do something awesome if we crack the top 30 um who knows but it does help us get better guests it does help us um open up sponsorship opportunities things like that and we're just going to feed all that stuff right back to you so if you want to help improve geekscape yeah help us out hit that share button all right one big improvement we made in the last two years was the addition of a co-host that's right She's right here. Her name's Katie. You love her. I love her. Here she is. We're 47. We're 47. You know what? Like, pretty cool. <laughs> I showed you, I showed you how far we leapfrogged in the last month. And I was like, yeah. okay, like that, that is the work we've been doing. Because yeah. we did a lot of work in December. We did a, you know, we were loud. Yeah. Um there was there a lot going on. Results. Yeah. There's a lot going on. Yeah. So yeah just saying let's keep it going i know i'm so excited for the future like there's so many things that like we're, we're not even talking about just yet but it's just like there's some good stuff coming and i'm i'm having a fun time having a real fun time yeah, yeah. uh katie you've been okay like you've been what have you been, i've been reading this stuff on on the twitter not that you can trust the twitter but um your internet oh my god it's been like such all a weekend geekscape if you don't know this katie makes her like living hosting gigs on the internet for different you know it's she's like hosting games she's a host and she and right now in the I'm pandemic she needs the internet now. to be able to yeah she needs the pandemic <laughs> to be able to do these no virtual, i don't know <laughs> digital i mean no no she doesn't need the pandemic she needs, nobody needs the, the pandemic. internet no nobody needs the pandemic <laughs> yes during the pandemic she's needed the internet <laughs> to work so she could do her job and i see you and mark Harmon, your fiance mark Harmon? hosting <laughs> hampton mark Hampton, my bad. Uh, Mark <laughs> Harmon, though. Mark Harmon. I was Wasn't like, Mark wow. Harmon, like, you know, Mark Harmon, wasn't he on those TV shows back in like the 80s, 90s? Oh, uh, he was in After School or something I'm like that. I'm only thinking of Dan Harmon at the moment. So, <laughs> no, Mark Harmon. No, I'm here. I'm going to IMDb. Oh, Mark Harmon's a thing. <laughs> no, no, no. Mark Harmon. Like, you you recognize Mark Harmon. My fiance's last name. Well, he can stay right out of this conversation. <laughs> Mark Harmon is. Oh, he, Mark Harmon was like in, in, in NCIS. Oh, got it. He, oh, yeah. He that was in Freaky Friday. Mm-hmm. Yeah. You know who Mark Harmon is. <laughs> Don't lie to me, Katie. I do. Mark I do. Harmon. Now that you reminded me, yeah. but I could only think of Dan Harmon. I was like, okay. I could okay. get with Here we community. go. Here we go. Let's let's do this, Katie. Okay. You and Mark Hampton yes. walked out of the internet. We were. It, uh, it was... here's, here's a picture. If you're watching this, here's a picture of Mark Hampton or Harmon. Harmon. That's, Harmon. <laughs> that that, not, that's Mark Harmon. That's not my fiance. That's 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 Mark Harmon. All right. So let's say you and Mark Hampton are out, and Mark Harmon hair. comes over to you and does like indecent proposal. <laughs> okay, what do you do? I won't pass he on comes that. Over. <laughs> so well, no. What, okay, listen. Considering you're you're hosting games on the internet for money, if he says, "God, that does mil- sound what if so he, salacious, no, stop it. it. <laughs> what if Mark Harmon goes to Mark Hampton, mm. Mark Harmon of After School NCIS goes to Mark Hampton, your fiance, and Freaky Friday, and go in Freaky Friday, and he goes a million dollars. Mark could definitely go for it. Um, I, okay, I, <laughs> what if he comes to you and he's eyeing up Mark 
Hampton and he wants to do a double ham sandwich. Listen, a hard ham, <laughs> a hard ham sandwich, a hard ham sandwich. What if he comes to you and he offers you a million dollars for that indecent proposal? What do you? That, do? That's what I'm saying. If it was cool with Mark, then it's cool with me. Oh, okay. Yeah. All right, not bad. Yeah, not bad, Katie. I mean, a million bucks more ain't bad. It ain't bad. Yeah. It, it's a lot further than I am right now. We'll just say that. <laughs> unlike, on unlike, about? unlike the like uh, some like apparently my name popped up on like wait how rich are they dot com or some bullshit. Yeah. And yeah. They, I'm a millionaire Instagram star who's 22, and I was like, that's right. Yep, that's me. Yeah. <laughs> Yeah, J- Jim Pagarnelli, you know, he's one of the most loyal geekscapists, and I love him dearly. He said, Katie, congratulations on your engagement to the star of NCIS in summer <laughs> Wait, school. No. It's summer school, not after school. It is summer school. And Freaky Friday. I think Mark Harmon is going to put Katie in his harem. Oh. What do you think of that? Yes, I like that. And uh, Bolt T, Matt Kelly, this one's for you. He wants to know, can we get a Why We Love Summer School video? Oh. What if we can get mark Harmon to on do the show oh to be I've... with katie on the show and maybe invite mark hampton to, to on the do show an indecent well. proposal um i would love for that <laughs> we're not putting to these words in mark Harmon's word like mark, yeah. mark Harmon's somewhere just being, <laughs> innocently he's, being just like being a, himself. he's innocently like acting he's trying to remember his lines for a set in the morning he's just being a family man and these dingbats over here on the internet are making fun Mark Harmon, if you're listening to not, this, not of him. <laughs> I think we're now going to absolutely try and get you on the show. Um, <laughs> we love you. We have a big summer school uh, fan base. And uh, let's work on Mark Harmon coming on the show. <laughs> <laughs> let's do it. I'm so in. <laughs> I haven't watched one episode of NCIS. I, I, don't, I don't know what I that is. I think I maybe caught some when I was flipping through channels a couple of times. Yeah, I had friends who were yeah. very into it. They knew like really? all the How old were they? Grandma, they you were, fell asleep again. They were younger That's than when me. I saw it. Oh, really? Yeah, I'm not even kidding you. Yeah, it was like uh, like underclassmen of my college. I don't know. It's who knows why. Uh, probably. How be- many of those people became undertakers? Like, wait, how how exciting? <laughs> I don't know how exciting that show is. <laughs> they just watched. They would binge watch it. It was just like it was on, so they would like get into it, and they would like have like little parties where they would just watch it. And I was like. I don't know. And then there was also the people that were doing like the Jane Austen binge watching. It was like, there wasn't what quite a That's place. a binge reading. Jane Austen's no, a binge reading. Like, binge, the, like the like Jane Austen movies. So like all no. the Pride and Prejudice, the Sense and Sensibility. Hmm. No, I know. I learned how to crochet at those. Group. But... I would join that group and I would show up in character. <laughs> you, I'd have you'd like be a, surprised yeah, at how I many would, people would be right there with you. <laughs> I'd show up with a lace fan. I'd have a Merkin. I would do the whole thing. What? Why would you have what? a Merkin? It's it's of the time. It's to like get make sure the lice. I don't know. It's a Merkin. It's Jane Austen. So you, do you know yeah, but wasn't that like a stinky time for people? <laughs> Isn't that like a pretty stinky time? The yeah, the Jane Austen it, times, and everybody's like trying to seduce each other, and they're like, "Oh, what romance?" It's like romance. Am you I need wrong to take a here? Bath. I feel like you need I need to, to put Google on some this. perfume and deodorant. No, I think if I was in those Jane Austen things, I think you need to have a shower every hour. Do you know what a Merkin is? Because I feel like yeah. I'm thinking of a totally different thing, and I don't no, know. No, it's on like the same a page. beaver pelt. It's like a beaver pelt that you put others. on your stuff. Yeah. Yep, you put it on there to draw the lice off, oh. and then you burn it. Okay, I <laughs> I know it for its uses in porn, not in olden times. Oh no no no, olden times. The original Merkin. 
<laughs> Jim just Jim, so Jim tells yeah, just says Jonathan doesn't know what a Birkin is. I okay, think okay, okay, Jim. Jim, tell us what a Birkin is in the comments. You can't. I'll throw it up on the screen. Oh, but uh, listen, God. like, yeah, no, I, I would. This is what I would do. Okay, and if I joined your Jane Austen group, <laughs> your Jane, I, I would do this. I don't Mark know why it's mine. Would be there. We'd all be sitting there with our our tea uh-huh. and our. I mean, you know, we're talking about the, the young gentlemen and stuff like that. <laughs> um, for, I, that it would just smell bad. It would smell bad. You know, their teeth weren't good. No, they were not. You know, the, <laughs> and it's like, it, but now when we think of the Jane Austen stuff, we're like, ooh, how romantic. No, I, I got to tell you. I'm sorry. Their it's skin, not- their teeth, everything must have been so nasty. They probably looked like the Crypt Keeper, but Why it was the best they, they had. It was the best around. The room. They were airing out a toot. You'd need to air out because you haven't had a shower in two days. <laughs> not without some rat swimming in your water. I feel like, like you and I are now. not Jane Austen's audience. I really don't think we are. <laughs> okay. Jim Pellegrinelli, to my credit, he's back. And he said, okay, Jonathan got the general description right. But the idea that it was used to get rid of scabies isn't one I've heard he before. He said lice. I said lice. And maybe. And you may have said scabies maybe. at one point. <laughs> no. But, ni- but no listen, No way to Jim, rewind. <laughs> It is a fake pubic area. Yeah, that is, that, what, it is. That is what it is. Mm-hmm. But I only know it mm-hmm. within the porn realm. I did not know it about ye old and Oh, Merkin. it's a historical thing. I didn't yes. realize that. <laughs> Merkin is a historical thing. Yes, yes. Yes, yes. Yes, mm, yes. <laughs> absolutely. Uh, At the college, they taught the Jane Austen, but they didn't t- teach Merkins. What kind of what kind of history is that? That's critical Merkin history right there. They're te- <laughs> they're, they're being very selective about the, the history they, they had. That's critical pubic theory. Oh. Not critical to the race theory. They're carving out the parts that they want you to not learn about. You know that's going to... We need to learn. We need, <laughs> yeah, to, we need to teach... Not only do we need to teach critical race theory in this country, we need to teach critical sex ed theory, uh, theory in this country, Honestly, too. Honestly, I so think that'd be great. I I, mm-hmm. I think the more people learn about things, mm-hmm. like the less weirded out and the less weird people get. <laughs> oh, yeah. David will... He just said, hey, Merkin sounds like Merlin. Can it, it can. Yes, yeah, it's, it's one one difference. And you know what? If you put on a Merkin and you have lice down there, <laughs> let if us they know. climb onto the Merkin and you throw it in the fire and they disappear like magic. I so I can see where very much it's like Merlin. Lice but. down south. <laughs> it was the, you know, those Jane Austen era. There was li- Everybody had lice. Everybody had lice and STDs and welts and stuff. Like, they don't shower. They don't bathe. It's Jane Austen time. But then you watch some movie and people are like, ooh, to do. Oh, so nice. Of course, they have perfume everywhere. They smell horrid. They they all smelled like hobos. No offense. But, like, everybody in those Jane Austen things. I'm just glad those Jane Austen movies aren't like in smell-o-vision or something. Because you know they'd be like, oh, yeah, they should smell like perfumiers. No, they shouldn't. They should smell like homeless people. No offense. Like, they should smell like people who haven't bathed. Because that's the era. Yeah. Nothing romantic about it. Nothing romantic about it. Not at all. I would slap somebody across the face to start a duel in the hopes they'd kill me. It would smell so bad. (laughs) That's the way that would go down. Oh, it'd be great for a new podcast. (sighs) smell up past. Yeah, well... Well, Bolt T has an idea. He says, a new podcast, Critical Sex Ed Theory. Let's start it up. I probably Perfect. shouldn't be teaching it. All right. <laughs> Speaking of things I probably shouldn't be qualified to teach, our like friend segue. today who's joining us, he is a new person uh, to the Geekscape. Uh, he actually hosted a video already on Geekscape TV on our YouTube channel all about the Matrix. Uh, and he started out his relationship with me as my student. He was my film student, Garrett Briones. 
And uh, oh, Heidi's in the other room. She says, I keep hearing you knocking Jane Austen from the other room, and I'm going to keep doing it. It's and I'll do it in the room. Yeah, it's easy to do. Uh, she's not very happy. She showed me in an emoji. Okay. So <laughs> here's Garrett, my former film student, who is now a Geekscape contributor. Uh, Garrett, sorry I had to sit through that, but I'm I just so think so happy. I'm so happy <laughs> to be that I get brought in after the Merkin talk. That's exactly <laughs> how I pictured my Geekscape debut. I laying awake at night thinking how will i debut and i get brought in after yeah they're pretty pretty stinky uh you know they're gonna have a bunch of lumps bumps you know let's be honest memorable any any different than how i teach you film no no (laughs) it's a great great old time four hours of just people talking about whatever we wanted to talk about doing whatever Weren't so, you just yeah. talking about how, like, your mom calls Jonathan Mr. Mr. L- oh, yeah, she probably thinks he's, like, the sweetest, right you know, salt of the earth, which he is, too, you know. Nice um, and, yeah, so we, when I met him, you know, it was, a, it was a beautiful day. You know, he was on a panel talking about how he, you know, talked to Stan, you know. Oh, well, I, uh, you know, Kevin Smith reached out to me, and, uh, you know, I had Stan Lee. He did. Uh, and I was what like, this guy's, this guy's pretty cool. And I went up to him. I talked to him. My mom, you know, he's very nice to my mom. She calls him Mr. London to this day. Uh, oh, and the school yeah. parades me around because they, they know I'm the cool teacher. Yeah. They it, want the honestly, students that's to what, come there. That's what we treat you as. You are the cool teacher. Yeah. You know, it doesn't follow right. the rules. He does whatever he wants. Like Mark Harmon of summer school. Do you see how this is all tied in, Katie? <laughs> callbacks. When Mark callback, Harmon comes on the show, we're going to be like the levels cool, to this. cool teachers right here. There's levels to this. Uh, <laughs> Uh, Bolt T wants to know, Garrett, do you know who your father is and is it Willem Dafoe? You know what's weird is <laughs> someone once told me I looked like uh, James Franco and now I'm being told I look like Willem Dafoe. So I, people are just telling me I look like a goblin, but I'll take it. I'll take Willem. <laughs> I love Willem. That's, Garrett's, that's, a, Garrett's something of a scientist himself, guys. You will find I'm that like out. I'm a podcaster uh, myself. You know, Garrett, there you know several students that I've had over the years have been a part of Geekscape here and there, like Guy, uh, Guy Pereira, who's in Brazil right now. I talked to him over the weekend. He just finished his second film. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, I loved having you as a student. I like the students. Uh, I like all my students, but the students who can speak on the geek level, I got to admit, they have a little bit of a edge. Uh, uh, we, no, we just have. Yeah, well, there's just a there's like a shorthand, yeah. right? If I have to explain something to them, I can go into geek speak to explain it to them. And I think that helps. I remember one of my film professors was talking about like just story arc and whatnot. And we were talking about a new hope and I was like banging back and forth questions and just like, okay, so like at this point, is this the act two break or whatever? And you're like, yeah. And then the entire class was completely lost. And I'm like, <laughs> How, how are you lost on star Wars? I mean, it yeah. sense. it's, at that point, it may have been the movie that most human beings on this planet have ever seen. Yeah. <laughs> so, like, what are you? I'm pretty I don't sure know that, what you're that's the exact example. My teacher, uh, Jack Weinstein, who did screenwriting, I think that was the exact example he used was a New Hope because he figured everyone had seen it, and it, it worked out. Everyone knew what he was talking yeah. about. Well, that's the. That, I think when people it. talk about like every time anybody writes about the hero's journey, it's usually like the the picture in the captions is probably Luke on Tatooine. Yeah, without doubt, that's always like. Yeah. The the whole uh, hero's journey, Joseph Campbell example. Yeah. And we talked last week or the week before. I think we talked two weeks ago, Katie, about the idea of like the hero's journey being a very male thing about a guy having to accumulate and come from nothing. And then we talked two weeks ago about how the female hero's journey is an acknowledgement of, hey, I've already been a badass. Yeah. So like, yeah, just acknowledge me as a badass. And that was eye opening. I, I try to like acknowledge the hero's journey stuff and all that classical thing 
it's best to subvert it. <laughs> it's be- I just think the formulaic stuff that, you know, um, who knows, maybe to my detriment, but, uh, you know, Garrett is a former film student. He's a filmmaker and he's been helping around Geekscape. He's been making videos, writing cool stuff. And you've seen him in the comments every week. So thanks for jumping in, dude. Like, oh, uh, Christina, Christina went to fight black Kazantin and Chrysanthemum. Like, Kersantin, and I was like that that evil Wookiee, and I was like, "Well, we need somebody to jump in. Let's get Garrett." Um, I could not because I wrote, I saw his name spelled before I actually knew mm. what his name was, and I was like, "How on earth?" I have been reading that name for six years, and I yeah. didn't know until two weeks ago how to how to say. It. I've never anytime I've ever t- tried to tell someone about him, I always say his name is a uh, black curse. He's just a really cool <laughs> Wookiee. Okay, like when, I don't know when, how when Bingna uh, finally said. Black Chrysanthemum. I was like, oh, oh. <laughs> okay. Last episode. Uh, the other one, uh, Garrett, we, who wrote that that first Vader series that we read? That was uh, Kieran that, Gillen. So Kieran Gillen was on Twitter, and he was just like, he loves that this character he created six years ago for the Darth Vader comic is finally getting like acknowledgement because he's in the Boba Fett series. And he wrote that in the original scripts, he didn't have the name for him. And he called him Nubaka. <laughs> like he he knew he wanted to make a new Wookiee. He knew he was going to introduce him, but he called him Nubaka. It's pretty smart, pretty funny. That was a placeholder name. Fair. Um, so if you want to call him Nubaka, Geeks gave us go for it. I love Nubaka so hard. <laughs> yeah, Nubaka is pretty good. Uh, Big Yanks, who you might have mm-hmm. seen in the new Geekscape intro, singing with me on a uh, escalator, said Nubaka. I'm stealing the punchline. Uh, yeah, no, it's Karen Gillen stuff. He's a good writer. Um, so Garrett, how's the transition post graduation been? Uh, it's been interesting. Uh, I previously lived about three hours up north, so I'm you know I'm here in LA. I'm in a brand new apartment. That's why it might be a little echoey. But uh, I previously am from a very small town called Porterville, California. Most people haven't heard of it, and uh, so you know after college, I finished i was ready to take on hollywood and i was you know about over a hundred miles away from it uh working at just a retail store to uh save up money but now i am here with my girlfriend who is uh, an editor and my best friend uh, jack watson he is coming from utah he is also an editor he went to cch he and i were the duo of cch everyone you know we walked down the halls everyone was that, was fanned, that a thing you know huh that that college had two hallways, by the way. Yes, it did, and, and they an were so small you had to scream. They were so small that you had to scream uh, points as loudly as you could, so you didn't ram someone with a with a with a car. I almost can't tell you how many times I almost no, got pinned that, in. Those are the rules. Yes. If you're carrying equipment, you have to that yell points. That, that is, is on. I set. would do it that as obnoxiously as I could. It, it was always a good time. <laughs> I would rather be obnoxious and not hit someone. Yes, exactly. Yeah, do it, do it. Uh, so, Garrett. You're out here. Matt Kelly's already recruited you to start making yes. videos for the Geekscape channel. And yeah, we should get you on. Um, you have your own podcast you want yes, to do one day? That, yes. Uh, Matt Kelly and I are working on getting that onto the uh, onto the network. It's called uh, Masters of the Media. I actually uh, co-host it with Jack. Uh, and we we kind of, you know, similar to the show, we have, we just pick a topic, whether it's a movie, a comic, a TV game. And we are really, I'm, or at least I am, Jack's a, a little cynical boy. Uh, I always want to talk about the positives. I, you know, there's a thousand places you can go to have people, you know, nitpick and uh, go detail by detail of what doesn't work. But I like to focus on the filmmaking aspects that work, uh, the character arcs that worked, uh, what hits us, you know, 
things like that. And we, you know, we've had a great time doing it and Matt Kelly really enjoyed it. And he recruited us. I've, we already are making videos, Jack and I, uh, I write the uh, videos and I do the script and I narrate it and then Jack uh, edits them. And we've been having a lot of fun. We have one coming out next month and we're just trying to stake our claim in the, you know, the, the Geekscape extended universe, you know, so yeah, what are you gonna call that? what are you going to call that? Garrettscape. <laughs> I'm my own niche. You know, we have our own little sub, sub genre. We love you, man. Uh, Big Yanks has already said Garrett is my type of guy. Thank you. And to clarify bold tease question of Jack, who another former student of mine, who is going to be Garrett's roommate as soon as he moves to LA. So um, yeah, come on in. I don't know. It's, it's fun. I think that anybody who celebrates this kind of stuff should be, has a place in Geekscape. I tried to make that opening, intro video as encompassing as possible like have a little bit of video games male female all sorts of stuff like some aliens in there some robots like you know (laughs) these games for everybody it's all fun but we did notice we did mention we've been talking about book of boba fett like kind of we've been mentioning it why don't we just talk about that episode that just came out uh episode three geeks if you haven't watched it yet i don't think we're gonna spoil too much uh, there's f- seven episodes in the season that we're talking about episode three. Mm. Um, what did y'all think? Because this is an episode that has started to become a little bit uh, divisive with the fan base. Yeah, it's interesting. <laughs> it's interesting. I mean, it felt almost like a tonal shift um, that I'm just, I wasn't quite ready for. Um, I thought it was cool. Like that we've got bionic people. I mean, that it's, you know, that's used throughout the entire Star Wars universe, but like these were like specific, like punk kids. Um, yeah. Felt very cyber- I mean, Luke has, you know, yeah, Vader his, has yeah. a bunch of these Everybody people has, have yeah. bionic robotic mm-hmm. stuff. Yeah. But it's interesting to like see a gang that's like specifically this kind of group of people. Um, it's interesting. Uh, I wasn't huge on the bikes. I I, <laughs> I thought they were a, a little bit, a little bright. It felt like the Power Rangers showed up um, <laughs> after all of this like very dusty, dirty Tatooine like experience that we've had. Like these very muted colors, and then these very bright things. That's like this is a different generation of kid. Oh, and okay. they had almost like a fifties like yeah. rocket style to them. And <laughs> yeah. my, my friend Zach Morris said, if you find him on Instagram, folks, go look up Zach Morissette's artwork. Uh, he likes to not only doodle, he's great. He's at a lot of artist alleys here in LA at comic conventions, but he also does a lot of Photoshop and he took Pee Wee Herman from Pee Wee's Big Adventure and put him in the bike gang. And I had to <laughs> I had to like look closely to notice the difference because it fits so well uh in there. And it that <laughs> That received a lot of criticism, and was it my favorite? I think everything that Katie said is warranted. Like it does feel like a tone shift to have these brighter characters in this kind of muted crime underbelly storyline. But uh, I think what was what's really alarming to me as a fan is okay, Star Wars isn't ours. Like let's just face it, Star Wars is you know um, it's a, it's for the entire fan base and. If you're going to like knock something for having 50s and 60s influences, you're knocking all of Star Wars because yeah. that's what that is. Yeah. And George Lucas has put that stuff in episode two with mm. the diner scene. Like, there's been lots of 50s and 60s influences. Those are the things that those are things that George Lucas celebrated throughout. And to have them show up here, yes, it felt a little out of character for what we've seen in the Boba Fett series or seen from Tatooine period, but you know what? Let's see where it goes. Yeah. I, th- I think that's how you have to take a lot of this stuff, mm-hmm. especially in the serialized stuff that we're getting a lot of right now. It's like, okay, we'll see where it goes. You didn't like one of the episodes of Hawkeye. We'll see where it goes. Right. Cause everybody seemed to enjoy it by the end. Yeah. yeah. 
absolutely love that. Um, yeah. But yeah, no, and I thought it was. I feel like I I would really love to be a Favreau friend because I feel like Favreau has all of his buddies in these, and I'm like I could I could be your friend <laughs> in the Star Wars universe here. Well, what would you play, Katie? Oh gosh, uh, maybe another Rancor Wrangler. Um, I could be a Danny <laughs> Trejo, right? Like I fit the build. Yeah. 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 <laughs> also, Danny Trejo looks like so fit. What happened there? <laughs> he's he works out man like Dude. yeah that's one of the things we got in this episode we got we got a brand new rancor to fill the been empty hopping. pit that's in jabba's palace and he's been hopping in that back to tank he's been how you know yeah yeah, yeah. he's in that back to tank uh there were a couple things in this episode that i enjoyed i like the surprise first off we'd been talking on the show about the back and forth between the earlier stuff that takes place with the tuscan raiders and the stuff that takes place in the quote-unquote modern day which is after return of the jedi and uh, I, after Mandalorian season two. And there's been a disbalance a little bit between the, that stuff. It seems like it's going to get settled here. We still don't know in the modern day what he's taking from that prequel or from that earlier flashback storyline, the narrative, mm. but it definitely progressed more. We started to find out that, uh, you know, he's been a sucker and the bike gang back then is, you know, is somebody that he's going to have to take care of. We haven't seen him do that yet. We're probably going to have to see him do that. And it might be like how he sees his power on Tatooine or at least gets, I don't know, slave one back, right. his armor back. There's a lot of stuff we haven't seen him do yet. Um, I, it is. The interesting, other thing I liked like, was, it feels like I'm watching two oh, seasons ahead. at the same time. Uh, yes. But here we have Chrysanthemum like yank you out of yeah, it yeah. and <laughs> then he fights you, you know, and I, and I like that. I love the, I love the twin huts and, I got to say, I, I like Danny Trejo showing up with a new Rancor and being the Rancor trainer because it's a Robert Rodriguez thing. You're going to have Danny Trejo show up. Right, right. Well, and I, I think it's interesting. We kind of get more of an emotional understanding of a Rancor itself, which is really interesting mm -hmm. and like how it imprints on humans. And it's I thought that detail was actually something like really cool <laughs> that I was like, mm -hmm. oh, that's something that I would actually be interested in knowing more about like this creature and yeah. Everything around it. Yeah. Uh, what were your thoughts, Garrett? Like, people were pretty hard on this episode. Yeah. And they seemed really misinformed. Well, you know, speaking to the the kind of tonal shift, and you even mentioned it, like, you know, something like Attack of the Clones has the, the 50s diner in it. But, you know, I, I was, a, I mean, I'm a young lad, uh, but I remember back when people didn't like the prequels and they weren't, you know, hailed as the greatest thing ever. They still don't. Uh, well, they still don't. well if, no. according to the Some internet, people. they're the greatest thing. As I, I love the prequels for what they are. I love the sequel trilogy. I love the original trilogy. I love all of it. And if you look at something like Attack of the Clones, which, you know, in re revisionist history, everyone loves now. Um, <laughs> that has... There's, you know, in the second act, you have like Anakin Skywalker murdering, you know, slaughtering Tusken Raiders. And then we cut to, you know, a Flash Gordon, uh, you know, battle the big monsters in the third act. Like these tonal shifts have always been there. That's just that's just inherent in the DNA of Star Wars. You know, when you're pulling from inspirations of samurai films, Flash Gordon, you're going to get these. Some of it is not going to always gel with one another. Um, but I think that's something that is to Star Wars benefit that it is such a wide universe and it feels so lived in because, you know, the culture that where I'm living right now is different than the, you know, the culture in my small hometown. Things are jarring. They're different. It, there's new generations. Like I, I didn't mind the, um, the, I thought some of the blocking was kind of off on the, um, on the, the thing. I, I wonder if a lot of it is, 
I the fight scene or the chase scene? The chase scene, I wonder yeah. how, I think sometimes the limitations of the volume is shown, you know, the volume, what they shoot, Book of the, Boba Fett and Mandalorian yeah. in. I think sometimes um, it could be a tad bit limiting just because they're working with only so much relative space. space. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And uh, I'm talking it, about yeah. is that is that virtual background that they're using to shoot yeah. that they've used for Mandalorian. And it's an incredible piece of technology really for cool. shooting these giant. Yes. And you kind of miss the uh, the Matrix freeway when you are trying to do a chase sequence. Exactly. And you can't. It, yeah, I thought that, that the biggest drawback for me on that last chase sequence was them trying to create the sense of speed. Yes. Yeah, it felt um, yeah. like the frame rates felt off in comparison. Um, it was like the background wasn't really matching the like foreground mm-hmm. speed uh, or vice versa. I'm not really sure what it they was. They were able to do it with the train. Yeah. The train looked, like the train looked amazing. Yeah. In episode two. So mm-hmm. it is what it is. Um, I'm ex- I'm actually excited to see where this where it goes. Uh, one piece of criticism of, of the Bofet series that I thought actually had a little bit of... Uh, I don't know. I mean, it made sense. I I don't think that we should negate the ability to tell new stories in the Star Wars universe. Yeah. But somebody said this is the first Star Wars where we haven't seen space travel, other planets, or like or the, Jedi the powers. scope. Yeah. Everything is kind of just stuck on Tatooine, and it. it and I think there's it, it, that's a warranted argument in that this is the one that feels, as far as the scope of the universe, it has the smallest. It's you're in this kind of back end desert planet. Things are either coming to you or we're not going to see them. We don't have space travel. We don't have the discovery of new things, new planets. Mandalorian, there was a new planet almost every episode and it <laughs> felt like it had massive scope. We don't have that here, but this is a much more personal story to which some people on the internet are. This one went viral. The guy who said that Boba Fett should be like the Punisher. And this should be R-rated. Oh, right. Like, where are my titties and blood and Boba Fett? It's like, what? I mean, it's pretty violent to begin with. I, mm. I've actually yeah. been uh, kind of shocked that, like, Disney has let them go as far with some of these, like, Boba hits. Like, the first time he brought <laughs> Katie thing calls up- this... What did you you say? This is like just a, a series of head trauma. Oh yeah, no, it's like just the head trauma of the show it, because his <laughs> he gets hit in the head so many times. He gets thrown and his head smacks against something. He gets smacked on his head. Someone whacks him upside the head. He, like I don't understand how his skull is that tough. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, the, uh, I don't. My response is I'm sorry that this piece of media marketed and made for a teenage and young audience isn't hitting all the check marks of being r-rated it should not be r-rated it shouldn't be r-rated and i think we learned that when we see some i mean there's a place for r-rated content i think dc has done that mm-hmm. uh we'll talk about peacemaker here in a bit i yeah. love the suicide squad R-rated that james content. gunn did i love peacemaker now the on, on hbo max but that that can and that can exist in the same universe as Superman. That's just not going to come from Disney. Mm-mm. And oh, Matt Kelly just added another podcast. <laughs> podcast network. There's the siren. All right, Matt Kelly, congratulations. We now have thirty eight thousand shows. Um, yeah, the, I don't think we can argue that Star Wars should ever be R rated. It's it's for. I, I don't think that's in its people. DNA. It's just that's no. never. I don't think you know. I don't think that's ever something George Lucas ever wanted it to be. And I know there is a certain level of grit in to the Star Wars universe. But to say, okay, I mean, look, I love the, I, let me rephrase this. I like the Punisher a lot. I think some people <laughs> misunderstand the point of that character. For people to say like, oh, yeah. 
X character should be like the Punisher to kind of insinuate that, you know, being a psychopathic murderer makes you a badass. <laughs> I think there's too many people that completely misunderstand what that is supposed to be. And if the Boba Fett show was just him, seven episodes of him just murdering people, sure, would it look cool visually? Maybe, yeah, but... You know, what's the what's the point is like, I, I don't see how you could just want that. I don't. It, there's fan films that do that, you know, and right. they're great. But Neither I want a story. <laughs> some, of them, just, some of them are, you yeah. know, some of them are, yeah. are, are, are technically impressive. Yes. yes. But yeah. but they're also seven minutes long. Yes. That's there's <laughs> different like, seven minutes versus seven episodes yeah. is very right. different. Yeah, if you're gonna watch seven episodes a Boba Fett just murdering people and flamethrowing <laughs> yeah, people. It's like, <laughs> like, it's like, hey, that'd be fun for an episode, but right, right. you'd feel pretty sick by the end of it. Uh, Bolty has a good point. A lot of that stuff with Marvel, the Marvel Max line, did not have one good series. It says, uh, I think that the Punisher stuff that Ennis did yeah. was good. Um, and, you know, if we segue into Peacemaker, I feel like Peacemaker and HBO Max feels like a Garth and a series, maybe more so that the boys does like Peacemaker is a lot of fun. Mm-hmm. Um, that- you've watched the first episode. Uh, Garrett, you've watched all three. Yes, as I well? have. Mm-hmm. Yeah, it is a fun series. And I love it. The opening um, title I'm sequence. This. <laughs> Won't skip it. Love it. I will never skip the opening <laughs> title sequence. I was, like, I was watching it. I was like, is this happening or am I tripping right now? Like, <laughs> <laughs> yeah. uh, amazing. That, that, that one kind of took me off guard because I knew that it was like, you know, an HBO style, like fun, wacky one. I have not seen the latest Suicide Squad. So, yeah. There's shots of it in the I know I saw previously on no I saw yeah well it's just great it caught you up and Which I think is, a lot of surprises that are in that I don't think I'm going to watch it uh just because I'm like oh no no Katie I've please. heard <laughs> watch it I've heard no no please watch James Gunn's The Suicide Squad it is so much fun and it has my favorite quote-unquote DC villain in it okay <laughs> um, is it a villain He's or is it villain. just a I don't know if it's a villain. It's not just Viva, a parasitic. <laughs> it's just a parasitic space force that ended up uh. on Earth and just wants to procreate and like be <laughs> have friends. Mm-hmm. But yeah, uh, no, like please watch the Suicide Squad, and it's. A, it, I think it's the best. No offense to like the fans of um, their previous Harley Quinn iterations, but I think that this is the best Harley Quinn that we've seen on film. I She's awesome in, in the Suicide Squad. Good to know. The Suicide Squad is really fun. You should really should should watch okay. it. Okay. Okay. It'll right. it'll really give you an appreciation for the character turn that he does in Peacemaker because especially as you go into episode 2 and 3, there's a sadness to the character and a, no. a rising self-awareness to the character that which I think brought up, started which, in so Suicide the, Squad. The the female character that we we kind of follow in the beginning here, Danielle Brown, um, I forget what her character's name is, but she's a phenomenal actress, and I was so excited to see her in this. Um, if you haven't seen from it Orange before, is the New Black, or, um, yes, and also yeah, like she's awesome. several like other great like oh so many so many great great shows. Um, and she's one of those actresses that like since Orange is the New Black, she's like popped up in like several like random things and i'm like oh, i'm so glad like keep using her because she's a phenomenal actress um juilliard right she went to juilliard i'm not sure but the whole cast clicks i think yeah. the, the things to celebrate here are james gunn's scripts yeah it's it's not forced dialogue it's fun dialogue it moves the, the story along and it's the, witty. The, 
this I started to think about the individual episodes because in Book of Boba Fett, each episode has like a bit of a narrative to it. Um, and you get that even when these when you have these binge viewable shows and these serialized shows, you you still have like, oh, that's the episode where they tackle this. Mm-hmm. This does feel like a multi-part long movie because mm-hmm. by the end of the first episode, you only have the introduction of the problem. You don't necessarily have the resolution of what that story, what the storyline for that episode was. It's going to lead to the to the next couple. Um, so I think when you look at Peacemaker, it's just going to look like a different structure. It's going to look like a seven. I don't know how many episodes we get, but it's going to look like a multi-part long film. And that's its thing. And I'm loving it. But again, go back to the Suicide Squad and watch it because... Mm. The, the level of self-awareness that he's gaining in having to work with other people and doing things right that he didn't do right in reflection that happened in the Suicide Squad, I think is a nice Pretty arc. Cool. Okay. But, but you've got to watch the Suicide Squad to kind of get where it started. You, it. You hear what I'm, are, you, are you with me on that one, Carrot? I Yes. Um, <laughs> I, I definitely agree. Uh, that film, when I... Coming out of that movie, my favorite character was Peacemaker. Uh, I have a, a big fascination with John Cena. I've had it for a while uh, because of stuff that happened in my in hi, my choir high school days. Um, what? Was, uh, what happened? I mean, you're so a big wrestling fan, but what happened I, there? Well, before I, be, I became a wrestling fan when I was uh, 17 years old. Before that, a year prior, I was in uh, choir uh, in my high school. I was in the chamber and the concert choir. Okay. And every year we have this event called, uh, it's called Heartland, where we go to this uh, kind of like cabin, sort of like wooded area. The whole choir goes. It's like a team building experience. It's it's amazing. Some of the best times of my life. And they have this open mic night where you can sing anything. And I got one of my buddies, and I said, "We're gonna sing." Because at the time, it was when the John Cena, you know, meme was becoming Ba-da, a big thing. Yeah. And the big prank call. That was the big thing. And so I was like, "We're gonna sing John Cena's theme." The time is now. In front of it, we did a whole elaborate thing where we had John Cena T-shirts underneath that my friend Dylan made. It was, it, we, awesome. we sounded awful. We sounded awful because we were rushed. <laughs> we just had so much energy. And I'm a pretty, I'm, I'm a pretty okay singer. Uh, I mean, I was in two choirs, so I'm pretty okay. Um, okay. And it told, it, it was the last performance of the night, stole the show. People forever associated me with John Cena. I'm pretty sure it's a thing that got me the choir president uh, status a few months later. <laughs> and uh, so I've always just had a fascination with him. Then he was kind of my gateway into watching professional wrestling. I fell in love, haven't looked back since. And what I like about John Cena is, and it, I think the, his role as Peacemaker, I think so far has been his best acting role because every wrestler turned actor has their sort of niche. You know, Batista is a character actor and he was originally supposed to be Peacemaker. Uh, and, uh, you know, The Rock is uh, inherently has that movie star quality where maybe he isn't necessarily diving fully into a character, but he just has that it that you want to watch. And yeah, tons of charisma. Cena, oh, yes. Yeah. And Cena has really, you know, he's come up with the, he's found this comedy sort of niche where he kind of plays against type. Mm. And what I thought worked really well in the suicide squad was that whole movie just makes you think he's a joke. He's a joke. He's a joke. Oh, he's, he's deadly, but he's, he's inherently there's this, he's a big dumb he's goop. dumb. Yeah. And there's a, then there's in a third act, there's a twist. Like there is a, a to steal a wrestling term, there's a heel turn where he mm-hmm. uh, he he becomes the most threatening be in you know in a movie that has like a fifty foot starfish he becomes the most threatening thing in the movie uh, because he's just this person that is so into the idea of nationalism and uh, the greater good and he he becomes it's the scariest John Cena has ever been on screen and yeah. what I was so excited about you know from the end of that movie to where we start now is this sort of maybe it's a redemption arc but this idea that he 
took the life of someone who was inherently a good man. And how can he say he's a hero? You know, he shoots down the idea that, oh, I'm not a supervillain. I'm a superhero. How can you call yourself a superhero and uh, someone that protects the the righteousness of your country when you murdered a man who was doing something that was inherently good? And I think Cena is playing that so well that it is funny, but there is just a, a, just an undercurrent of sadness to everything he does. And he you kind of get the sense he wants to make amends, but... He he kind of is just doesn't too, have the tools. Yeah, he doesn't know what to do. He inherently yeah. doesn't know, especially because his dad's a dirt bag. Yeah. Uh, he he doesn't know. Oh, his dad's actually an amalgamation of two DC villains. Like mm. yeah. you find out later on, like who, what, what his dad's based on, and kind of they're kind of taking two different DC villains and they're mm. kind of mushing them together into this. Uh, into who his father is none of them are big villains like you get some great characters in this series from the dc universe like vigilante you're gonna love in the second episode katie second and third episode vigilante is gonna become your maybe your favorite character and then (laughs) in the third episode you get judo master i mean these are twerps in the dc universe like like (laughs) like peacemaker these are the biggest these are the biggest dorks in the dc universe and james gunn is taking them on a redemption journey and they're so much fun to watch again the scripts are the scripts are just incredible and he's directing every episode and I think he's directing them all in a really great way. Um, I think he only did, he, he didn't do all of them. He wrote all of them, but he didn't direct he did every one. He did like five, okay. I think. Five yeah, no, I, I've seen his writing directing credit on at least the first. At least the first three, yes. Think, yes. The first three, yeah. So um, let's see. Bolt T says, I like this, Garrett. Now I want to watch Suicide Squad 2. We can call it that. And Peacemaker. Jim Pagranelli, he's got his priorities there. He says, question for the group. Will Peacemaker and Hardcore bang at the same time? Oh, yeah. At some point. Okay. Never mind. Mm-hmm. Uh, I feel... <laughs> Yeah. Derek Carnival says, Probably. I feel like it's hard to see him as anybody but just John Cena, which makes every one of his roles so much more entertaining. He's great. I and think, uh, my my brother know. who worked with John in the WWE said John is such a good dude and like he seems like he said it, yeah. He, uh, yeah. yeah he said John and Batista were both great dudes who were always buying the lunch and being good dudes so um I I, I was I gonna really say I think the juxtaposition because he is so inherently now tied to his WWE character who is he's basically Superman in jorts uh he is he's <laughs> positioned as like an American hero all American you know the best guy ever right. he won't turn evil and I think that and also he um, not as he, bad as uh, what's his name in the boys. Like he's not like no, yeah, he's not Homelander. But he's he's, he's not yes. Homelander, but he's but he's got this like he, that yeah, you know, um, Pepe the Frog loving kind exactly. of personality. Yeah. And I think being peacemaker, I think that when you see him with that in mind, I think it creates a, a great juxtaposition. And yeah, he seems like an all around great guy. He has the most Make a Wish uh, fulfillments of anybody on the planet. He has done like I think over five hundred. Uh, so oh yeah, wow, he's just, that's cool. Yeah. That's incredible. But I think we're talking about John Cena helps, and not. Yeah. <laughs> and yes, not no, Peacemaker. not Homelander <laughs> or or Peacemaker. Peacemaker. <laughs> yeah. um, so speaking of superheroes, we're supposed to get this uh, Moon Knight trailer yeah. for the next Disney Plus series. I, I get the rumors that maybe Moon Knight is hitting Disney Plus on March 30th, which mm-hmm. would probably make it the next. I'm guessing we wrap up Book of Boba Fett. Mm-hmm. Usually they they go like a week or two. Yeah, and then they hit us with the next Marvel, the next Disney series, or Mar- or or uh, Star Wars series. Um, Moon Knight, March thirtieth. That might give us enough time for one other series to slip in there. Would it be She Hulk? I don't think that would be Andor or or um, or what we got. It might be Miss Marvel, but I don't think it would it be Andor be or. Marvels, but- 
I don't know. I feel or like the other Star Wars series based on um, Obi Wan. Right. That that would be exciting. I I I would love to see She Hulk because Tatiana Maslany is just one of my all time favorite actresses, and she's so amazing. And I, I just want to. I've heard so much about this, and we just had that one glimpse, and I'm all I'm wanting is just like a trailer, just some any kind of storyline, mm-hmm. anything I would love to see. Um, we haven't had a trailer for Miss Marvel. We haven't and had, we haven't had a trailer for She-Hulk. We had a teaser, didn't we? For did te- yeah, I think it was I think in She-Hulk like a larger a teaser. teaser. Like, yeah. here's yeah. what's coming. coming here's what's yeah. coming to Disney I didn't Plus. Watch it, but I know. But we that. also got a little bit of the of of Moon Knight in this. Uh, and Moon yeah. Knight, like people call it sometimes Marvel's Batman. I disagree. I think that the mental problems has a lot of a character <laughs> role in this. Like. Okay. Mark Spector is insane <laughs> and Mark Spector cool. has issues mm-hmm. with real life. Like he doesn't know what is real and what isn't. Mm-hmm. And so when he starts to get influenced by an ancient Egyptian God, Khonshu, and it tells him to become Moon Knight, mm-hmm. I think that we have uh, this character who doesn't know why they're doing the things that they're doing or if they're even in control. Um, he's playing insane. I'm glad that, uh, you know, uh, we have an actor who's, awesome playing him yeah uh but he's not my favorite marvel what, character I, there's no like definitive the run of, will probably be not a clue ethan hawk ethan hawk plays the villain yeah. um there's no definitive real moon knight storyline where i'm like oh that's the one they should base the story on okay. we'll just see how, what happens i maybe disney delayed the trailer because MLK Day and maybe having like a dude running around in a white hood isn't the best idea for a trailer launch. You know? <laughs> but who knows? Didn't maybe. think about that. <laughs> oh, guys, maybe we shouldn't bring this trailer out quite yet. <laughs> that being said, I know Ian's been texting me all day. Mm-hmm. Where the hell is this trailer? It's uh, he's a busy during guy. football, too, which guy. is like, ooh. <laughs> <laughs> uh, Bolt T also says, hey, how do you introduce Moon Knight before Werewolf by Night? Well, they already introduced Werewolf by Night. Did you not watch Raimi's Spider-Man 2? <laughs> we had. We had uh, the, the astronaut who goes off. And becomes oh you're thinking of man wolf uh, oh I'm talking about man wolf my J. bad Jonah Jameson Jr. four J's deduct seven points from Jonathan's score thank, thank you, you. Uh, Daniel Campisano don't worry Garrett Scapes here he's picking up the slack uh, Big Egg like says Moon Knight should be rated R he <laughs> <laughs> did rip off someone's face and in one well, of his I mean, most recent yes, runs so. you know if we're dealing with mental health why not make it ra- rated R <laughs> yeah, do a little you know he's like a chimpanzee just rips your face off oh shit good lord. Is that what that is? Is a face ripper offer? Is that what that yeah, is? Yeah. Um, I, I don't know who Ethan Hawke plays in the series, but I've heard yes, like yes. they're, they're going to start introducing like biggies, quote unquote biggies into the Marvel universe. They're going like, to bring Biggie hood. in? Biggie. No, I'm like, well, th- 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 Ian sends me these articles from these comic book <laughs> websites. And Trust me, I, I've written for some Mr. of them, Kerner. and they're not. They're they're, they're so bad. Yeah, yeah. These articles are so bad, no, and I'm like, I've why is a grown man <laughs> sending this to me? Uh, and Jim Pagano, thank you so much because John Jameson is Man Wolf, Jack Russell is Werewolf by Night, by Night, like a Jack Russell Terrier. And yes, hmm. please to a show about that character. Um, they are doing yeah, something he, about. He it. sent me one where he's like, oh, the villain is going to be the Hood. 
the, it's like, oh, in the, the comic book website's like a major Marvel villain. Let me just go ahead and tell you the hood is not a major Marvel no. character. They've tried. Yeah, they've times been making really like the biggest crime boss. And it's like, stop with the hood. It just he's keeps reminding dude. me of Abed's thing with the cape where <laughs> in community where he's just like, bring back the cape. I think yeah, Ethan Hawke's going to play Mephisto. Big. Oh, okay. No, that joking. makes sense. That checks out. Don't start with I, I, us. I'm, start I hope it. they never <laughs> start with us, master of the media. We know your game. I hope they never do Mephisto now because I care less no, about I, him now. I, true, I truly think that they're, they're bringing in a dark, strange, and doing like a mashup. So it's not mm-hmm. exactly Mephisto, but I feel like Doctor Strange is going to have some kind of Mephisto. You're talking about th- like Strange Prime and in, in uh, Ma- Mountains of Madness or whatever it is called. <laughs> <laughs> Multiverse of Madness. Multiverse. Mountains of Madness is Mountains of Madness is the Guillermo del Toro movie that never got yeah. off the ground with James Cameron attached. There's <laughs> a bunch of giant rats. <laughs> yeah, this uh yeah, the multiverse of madness. So I was trying to explain to somebody everything that they're gonna introduce in Multiverse of Madness. Uh, it was our good friend uh Dan. They, uh he watches the he listens to the show. Um any comments sometimes in here and he was texting me over Facebook Messenger yesterday and he was he he was saying that basically every unintroduced Marvel character that was in part of one of the Fox movies like Hugh Jackman Wolverine and this and that were all going to show up in Multiverse of Madness and I said just stop it <laughs> just it was some website did you some hear the Marvel I mean, fanboy website well that was that was one of the that things was that they were predicting full of garbage no that they, they were like Dolph Lundgren's Punisher is going to be in yes. Multiverse of Madness Tom and I was like Jane. shut up they were like I would, Tom Jane Punisher yes, where is Grace. And I I just had to stop him and be everyone. like, listen, dude, stop going to these asinine websites where it's just this clickbait <laughs> garbage. There was a, a rumor that Ben Affleck got asked to come back as Daredevil. And I saw that and I thought, you this man has literally said that being Batman broke him, and you think he's gonna <laughs> as much as I love Daredevil 2003, you think that man is gonna put the red leather back on for I can't mm-hmm. no, mm-hmm. no. <laughs> But Colin Farrell on the other hand. No, I'm kidding. Uh, <laughs> I think uh, it, the rumor I've heard, Geekscape, this, this is a rumor about your multiverse of madness, is that introduction of the Illuminati and that we'll actually get Reed Richards mm. and a possible Xavier that, yeah. introduced in some flash of the Illuminati who are like all the good guys, smart people of the Marvel Universe working together to try and guide the Marvel Universe. And that, of course, includes like... Tony Stark, who's not going to be in the Illuminati. Um, Doctor Strange, Xavier, Reed Richards, Black Bolt of the uh, Inhumans, and T'Challa, and Namor. So, you know, I don't think we're going to get a couple of them. There's a couple people we're going to be missing in that one, but a couple people enough, we're going to yeah. be missing. But I don't think I, the Illuminati stuff is silly. Yeah. Uh, Bolt pieces, retcon of yes, all time. That would be Namor. Yeah. Um, Matt Kelly says, I heard Multiverse of Madness will include the 1990 Captain America and the 1994 Roger Corman Fantastic Four. Well, if you don't get it in Multiverse of Madness, Geekscape, is go back in the Geekscape feed. And I had the hmm. entire cast of the Roger Corman Fantastic Four on this here podcast. So mm-hmm. that's there for you uh, if you don't get your fix on that one. Um, I don't know, Garrett. You're the master of the media. I'm just. Can we start just, a rumor yeah. on here? Can we just said like yes, absolutely Escape exclusive? I heard yeah, we that said we Joe Manganiello is coming back. Flash Thompson. <laughs> Joe Manganiello should come back. He's as coming back as Flash. Thompson. You heard it here first. Act three. He, he can shows only up. punch. 
not as Venom. Not as not as Venom or you know, no, like no, Flash he, Thompson. He can only punch really just predicting this and like we're just like ah, that's so funny. Kevin Feige like, is gonna find me. He's gonna find me because <laughs> I leave. This is, what if this is part of his um like uh turning things into reality for him, right? Like like this oh, yeah. is like him part of his journaling and stuff. There manifesting there manifesting. you go mm-hmm. yeah this is so you're gonna manifest. end up working for the simpsons <laughs> and start predicting i love how i'm just making fun of like all this geek content but it's really just some kid like trying to make a buck on clickbait <laughs> and he's like stop it i have no. to write these things he's chained to a radiator in some basement somewhere and he they, has to write these stupid I'll tell you clickbait exactly. articles it's like they give you a prompt and they're like write as much as you can and you have to hit like a word minimum and it's like you're like buffering for like just letters and number like you know who runs that web you know who runs that website katie mephisto that because that is hell (laughs) no i know that is no i know and you get pennies on the dollar because it's like it's amount of clicks that you get (laughs) and that's how much you get paid (laughs) i think i made like 90 cents uh from like three articles at one point and i was like yeah maybe not (laughs) that's how much shane has made on ethereum by grinding on one of his computers (laughs) that's how much shane has made from shane's been mining ethereum he's like i'm there's gold in those nft hills and the crypto (laughs) hills and he's mining ethereum with one of his computers in alaska He's probably made 90 cents in the last two years on (laughs) ethereum and he's like oh yeah it's a decimal of a decimal of a decimal it's gonna be great <laughs> you're so positive garrett <laughs> instead of just outright calling him an idiot <laughs> yeah because like, like garrett is now predicting that shane's gonna be a billionaire with these yeah. nfts you know <laughs> no like, you listen nice garrett <laughs> yeah those 90 cents a lot of it went to his power bill for mining that stuff <laughs> he paid 90 dollars towards his power bill to make 90 cents of ethereum <laughs> And Bonte's like hashtag boomer alert. This isn't hashtag boomer alert. This is hashtag I'm not falling for a stupid Ponzi scheme alert. <laughs> there, that's that. When's the Geekscape boomer. NFT coming out? Yeah, we're waiting for it, man. Yeah, I think well, we might have been dis- might have been discussed earlier today. Oh. Actually isn't was. that right, Katie? It actually was. <laughs> but we'll just have to wait until April first for that one. <laughs> Shut up. Uh, Matt Kelly Matt, Matt Kelly's in the comments like spilling his show into our show no Matt listen if you want to subscribe to Horror Movie Night Geekscapers and find out what Matt thought of Scream he liked it uh, just go ahead and subscribe to it because he's over here just having a conversation in the, in the comments like Scream was fantastic my thoughts will be on YouTube next week then stop let's save it uh, I like it it's like a little <laughs> scroll in Chiron he's just like and up next next week on my podcast hey guys over here listen so when Christina went to fight Black Kyrgyzstan and I was looking Kyrgyzstan. for I was I was like we should get Garrett to fill in Matt goes I'll do it. <laughs> like, of course you'll do it. Wait, somebody left this microphone in the middle of the freeway. <laughs> That's how Matt we're going to kill Matt one day. Mickey Mouse yeah. <laughs> if we ever had, listen, you know how super, you know how like Batman had files on the entire Justice League? <laughs> That's what I have. If I ever have to take out a Geekscape, <laughs> I've had that from the beginning. If I ever have to take out anybody at Geekscape, I know exactly how to do it because I know their weaknesses. Matt Kelly is easy. I take a microphone, put it on a stand, I'm going to put it in the middle of traffic. And sooner or later, Matt's going to be like, hey, look, there's an open mic stand. <laughs> and he's going to walk out there and try and start a podcast. <laughs> Next thing you know, Mac truck, boom, he's done. You think I'm not Wiley the Batman of Geek- You think I'm the Captain America of Geekscape? No, my friends, I'm the Batman. I know how to take them all out right here. Yep. So, Katie, oh, keep man. enjoying those cats you're feeding because <laughs> pretty soon you will be feeding those cats. 
How long do you think she's been dead? Where's the other cat? It crawls out of her mouth. <laughs> yep, that's a. You know where they're gonna. See, you know what that's gonna happen? NCIS with Mark Harmon. It's all <laughs> coming, coming together. together. <laughs> yep, it's all there. And Matt uh, Kelly does want to say, "Hey, Geekscape is for watching this live. Do make sure to watch his Daria video. It's a half hour this week on Geekscape TV. He's been busting his butt for this Daria video, so yeah. please, 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 please watch it." Um, Matt also says, "That's a great Matt Kelly impersonation. I just wasn't aware I sounded like Little Billy." Yeah, well. <laughs> <There's> that. <laughs> oh no! Uh, all right, let's wrap this up because it's become abusive at this point. <laughs> we show this long. Um, Garrett, anything you want us to like take away? Where can we follow you on the social media? Uh, you can follow me uh, on Instagram, Garrett Briones, and on Twitter, Garrett S. Briones. Uh, oh. My show, Masters of the Media, should be coming back in a few weeks uh, once Jack gets here. And it will be on one of the 38 podcasts on the Geekscape <laughs> Network. Uh, and also, uh, myself and Jack are working. We're working for Matt Kelly. He's he's our YouTube boss. Uh, we're Where's pumping video? out videos. Uh so we have a video coming out next month on uh, Netflix's Daredevil. And nice. then we'll have another one coming in March. We are still working on that one as well. Uh, but yeah, you can just find me on Geekscape, you know, trying to take over, make it Garrettscape, rebuild it in my That's beautiful fine. image. And yeah. I'm okay so, with yeah. that. I think Thank Geekscape you. is okay yeah. with that too after having yeah. you on, dude. I think they're like, yeah, when is Jonathan going to go the f- away? <laughs> Put him that out old man needs to retire. He needs to retire. <laughs> And then let's get Garrett up on here and start up the NFT scape and let's get him going. <laughs> let's get Bri- let's get the Garrett scape going. I'm okay with that. I'm okay with that. Uh, Katie, where can we find you? You can find me in most places, mostly on Fortnite this week because work's a little bit slower and it's okay. But I am at L Sassy Pants, E-L-S-A-S-S-Y-P-A-N-T-S. Unless it's TikTok, then it's with a Z. <laughs> someone said some things they weren't supposed to say. Nope. Someone showed some things they weren't supposed to show. Not me. My fiance. Anyway. Your subscribers just exploded. <laughs> um, <laughs> you know where we can find you? NCIS. Uh, Mark Harmon, hopefully you come on a future episode of Geekscape. You know where to find us. Geekscape <laughs> TV on the YouTube, on, on the Twitch. You can find us on Facebook. Just search for Geekscape. You'll find our groups. You'll find our pages. You'll find all that stuff. You'll find people to talk to. Uh, we're on Instagram and Twitter and all that. So just search Geekscape. I'm Jonathan Lennon, your host. I hope you've enjoyed this. We'll be back next week. And um, yeah, Geekscape forever. Don't hate create. All that nice stuff. That, that really nice stuff. Okay. Um, cool. <laughs> Derek just said 38 podcasts. Did we lose a bunch? <laughs> <laughs> yeah, a couple jobs. And Matt says, I'm quitting Geekscape to work for the Garrettscape. Well, good. I think we and all he'll be, slightly, he'll be slightly less abusive than I am. <laughs> 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 Bye, everybody. You're listening to the Geekscape Network.